uh, just was, uh, was in Jeremiah for my devotions this morning and just the uh, Lord brought some, some things to my attention here. And um, if you could also pick up Proverbs chapter 1. So Jeremiah chapter 37 and then also Proverbs chapter 1. And um, just was thinking how important it is, you know, there's many things that God builds into our Christian lives that are just helpful. And yet there's many times where in maybe the, the, the practice of it or, or in the, the course of it, there's things that God really builds into our Christian life that we sometimes don't have a great understanding of and, and focus on. And, um, you know, sometimes you, you're driving down the road and you, you see there's a bit of traffic and then you find out that there's traffic because there's been, there's been an accident. And you see the car pulled over on the side of the road and maybe there's a bit of a, been a, bit of a ding and there's a, you're trying to figure out there's maybe a few cars involved. And I know we all like to slow down and have a bit of a gawk at that, don't we? And it causes a bit more traffic. But well, I know what I do. I try to, when I drive past, I, there's a concern for those involved. But then you're just trying to figure out how that all happened, right? Did that car, you know, take, take the wrong lane or they, they try to cut them off? And, and you're trying to figure out how it worked. And you, you wonder many times how that could have been avoided. And there's, 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 a, there's a thing that, really God builds into us that helps us sort of avoid different situations in our lives. And it's this thing called godly counsel. And, you know, this is really the situation that Jeremiah as a prophet, and we know him as the weeping prophet, really Jeremiah for the course of his ministry was, uh, was rejected and, and often um, was spoken against. In fact, we're going to read here the, the amount of times that he really warns about an impending disaster in the nation and how often those that he was speaking to just wouldn't listen. And those who were speaking to this, the, the, really the kingdom of Judah, um, just went to the, to, to the, got to the point where not only did they did they not take the counsel, but there was certain things that they did to Jeremiah himself. And again, just interesting to, to read through here, but look at, look at verse 1, Jeremiah chapter 37. And King Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, reigned instead of Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, whom Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, made king in the land of Judah. But neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land did hearken unto the words of the Lord, which he spake by the prophet Jeremiah. And Zedekiah the king sent Jethukal the son of Shelemiah and Zephaniah the son of Maaseiah, the priest of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Pray now unto the Lord our God for us. So you understand that Zedekiah has been now been installed into some sort of authority and leadership. He he's now finds himself king over the, the kingdom of Judah. 
And, and it, the Bible's very careful to tell us here that they, they didn't hearken unto the words of the Lord, which were already spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. But then he still goes out and he still seeks out Jeremiah and asks him, pray for us now. He's saying, pray for us now. And, and, and this is what Jeremiah responds to in verse 4. Now Jeremiah came in and went out among the people, for they had not put him into prison then Pharaoh's army was come forth out of Egypt. And when the Chaldeans that, the, that besieged Jerusalem heard the tidings of them, they departed from Jerusalem. Then came the word of the Lord unto the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus shall you say to the king of Judah, that sent you unto me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army, which is come forth to help you, shall return to Egypt into their own land. And the Chaldeans shall... Come again and fight against this city and take it and burn it with fire. And really, Jeremiah's whole warning was, you're going to be overtaken. And, and he was, you know, earlier on, he would talk about their, the condition of their heart, the condition of the nation. And he was warning them of the consequences of that. And here it was happening, but some other things were, were, were taking place. And Jeremiah was giving counsel, again, not unsought, but actually sought after. They said to him, pray, pray for us now about this very thing. And so he finds himself in this situation where he's giving the, the counsel that he receives from the Lord to these people. And what, what we learn from the response really of Zedekiah and the others that are surrounding him is really how not to respond to counsel. Because just like some things that can be avoided, what God builds into our lives and what's important is just the counsel that we receive. And so look in Proverbs chapter 1, and we, we, we set the scene here for what God thinks about counsel. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5, notice there, A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. We know that he was addressing the simple man, really, to begin with, and those who had simplicity, and he's saying to them that a wise man will hear. And there is a skill to listening, isn't there? And he's saying the wise man will hear later on, in, in, uh, further down in the chapter, look at verse 24, because I have called and you've refused. Now God's speaking about the reproofs that he gives to those that need to listen because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. And notice what God says about those that won't receive, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsels. They despise all my reproof. And even God himself in how he deals with us will give us counsel. It's counsel from the Lord. And he's saying there are those that would none of his counsel, he would not even hearken to, the, to even the very counsels from the Lord himself. 
And he's warning them and he's, he's saying, look, the, the outcome of this could have been avoided, but now I see. Now, now I'm going to uh, even note your, the, the fear that comes out of that, the destruction that comes out of that. And he's saying, you know, you're going to call and I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to answer. I've given you counsel. And what, what he's saying is that, that counsel is important. It adds up to wisdom. And Proverbs 19.20, the Bible says here, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. And so you understand that God's, God's motive in giving us those who would counsel, giving us those that, that, that could uh, enumerate from the Word of God and through experience the the, the, the means of which we can avoid certain situations or, or, or help us in a, in a certain thing in our lives, he's saying that that will lend itself to, to being received, if we receive it, to giving us wisdom in our latter end. There's something that it produces in our lives. And so we understand, I think, that the importance and the need we have, each and every one of us, to, to get counsel and the value that, that God ascribes to it, God uses counsel as a means to direct us. It's a means to, to, to warn us at times. It's a means to, to give us wisdom for a situation. And it, it comes from Him and others who He places in our lives. Yet often, it's not the counsel, it's how we handle the counsel, counsel in the first place. It's how we receive it that will best benefit us. And God sent Jeremiah here, the, the weeping prophet, the one that had a great concern and burden that God had put on him to, to just warn and give counsel to this new king, Zedekiah. And Zedekiah had an opportunity to, to turn some things around. He had an opportunity to perhaps prepare his, his city, prepare his, his nation to, to be evacuated or to... To, to, to not have to go through what they, had to, they, they were going through. But what we find here is just some advice on how not to receive counsel. Because Zedekiah's actions ended up causing a great deal of destruction and a great deal of, of hurt to his own people, not just himself. And so what we find how not to is firstly, if you ask for counsel and then you don't receive it. Remember that when we read the, the first few verses of this chapter, it was, there was already some warnings, but Zedekiah goes ahead and he wants to ask, look, pray for us. Go to the Lord and pray for us. You ever done that? Or has ever, someone ever come to you and said, hey, would you pray about this very matter? Could, could you help me with this very thing? I'm really struggling with it. And then... And then you go to tell and you go after seeking the Lord, after studying some scripture perhaps and, and thinking about how best to be a help to that person. You ever gone to them and you've already, then you find, find out they've already gone ahead and done it anyway. They've already gone and just, you know, they've made up their mind. They were just hoping somehow that you would just rubber stamp maybe. But what we find about here is that it's, there's a pattern there. It was already patterned. They, they already weren't listening. They, they already weren't really ready and willing even to, to hear out what was being spoken. They already had a pattern of not hearkening to the Lord. 
And I want to tell you that, you know, you might go and ask for counsel, but if you're not even ready to listen to the Lord's counsel in your own life, then it's highly unlikely that you'll receive the counsel from others. It's highly unlikely that when you go to seek that your actual intent is to receive it, and, and particularly when it's not counsel that you want to hear. Right? It's, it's good to get counsel when it approves of or rubber stamps or goes ahead and just agrees with you. But have you ever received counsel that is disagreeable? That maybe points something out that is not right? That might even hurt a little bit? You ever had someone that you, you, you trusted and that, that you thought you could come to and, and maybe in their counsel you were really hoping for some comfort. But actually what you needed was the counsel that they gave, but it just still hurt. And I think that's what happened here. You know, it was something that they didn't really want to hear. They thought that the Chaldeans had turned around and they were gone forever. And what, what, what he had told them was this. No, no, Jeremiah told them this. They're not going to go away. <laughs> they're actually, this is just a bit of a reprieve. And they're going to come back and they're going to clean your city out. And so it wasn't the, the news that they wanted to, it wasn't the counsel that they wanted to hear. And what happened was it, it was just excused away. And notice what happens later on. He, he, Jeremiah finds himself fleeing, understanding what was about to take place. But notice verse 16 going down in, in the chapter. Verse 16, when Jeremiah was entered into the dungeon, so we read there and we will fill in the blanks in a little while. We find him now in a dungeon. You know, that's the thanks he got for just being, trying to be a blessing and a warning to these people. And into the cabins, and Jeremiah had remained there many days. And here comes Zedekiah again. Then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. And the king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? He's coming to ask again. You know, Zedekiah couldn't get a hold of God, so he figured, well, Jeremiah, at least, he was probably hoping for some good news, and Jeremiah said, there is. Okay, you can imagine Jeremiah speaking that, and then Zedekiah's ears pricking up. For said he, thou shalt be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. That's the, the, the king over the Chaldeans, right? says, Moreover, Jeremiah said unto the king Zedekiah, what have, I what have I offended against thee, or against thy servants, or against this people, that ye have put me in prison? Where are now your prophets which prophesied unto you, saying, The king of Babylon shall not come against you, nor against this land? And you know what, what Zedekiah did? Was he didn't receive it. It was patterned. It was, it was something that he was accustomed to, he was to doing. But also this... He excused it away. You know what Jeremiah? Uh, you know what Zedekiah ended up doing? He found someone else. He found others to hear him out and agree with him. See, he, he, Jeremiah's asking, where's the other prophets that prophesied differently? Where's the other ones that, you know, were the, your comforters to tell you, no, 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 yeah, the Babylonians, are, they're gone. Where are they now? And he's, he's trying to help him understand here you know, you, you look for other, and, and we understand the Bible tells us that there's safety in the multitude of counselors, but these weren't counselors. 
These were the ones he was looking for. And, and you know, it's so often when you, we hear something difficult that we go to someone else that will just sort of tell us what we want to hear. That's not counsel. That, that's just you looking for someone to comfort you. And I understand that we, we need comfort, we need encouragement, but you know what's more useful is someone who will just tell us the truth. Someone will actually help us with right counsel. You see, there's, there's, a, there's a, I think, a growing spirit of things in our day that we've been warned about in 2 Timothy 4.3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You know who is, uh, who's really popular in our day today is those teachers who will just tickle the ears. It'll be those who won't expound on sound doctrine, some of the hard stuff in the Word of God that sometimes we we hear and we can feel the conviction and we can feel the, the, the pointedness of the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And that kind of preaching is no longer popular. Why? Because really, in effect, what preaching is, is counsel, right? It's counsel from the Word of God. But, you know, so often it's those ones that we need the most that we want to shy away from. And there's a spirit in these last days. They just want to be told what they want to hear. And you look at the mega churches all around this world of ours that have some sort of, uh, some sort of form of godliness denying the power thereof. It'll be all self-help and comfort, but there won't be any affliction of the comfortable. And I'm saying that sometimes the counsel that we receive can be hard to hear. Yet it's still counsel that we need to receive. And what we find is that he, he just excuses it away. Zedekiah found others that could tickle his ears and, and, and let him hear what he wants to hear. You know, I'm glad for the, the, those, those that God has used in my life as my counselors who, like I told you on Sunday, just weren't impressed enough with me. And they, they just could tell me what I needed to hear. You know, I'm thankful for those who, who when, when I thought I did a really good job with a message, came after and said, you know what, you blew this and blew that. Now, it was really hard to hear. I'll, I'll tell you what, there were times where I, got, I did get mad as a, as a younger person. There, there were times where I thought, well, what do you know? You know? <laughs> and then I went to someone else that wanted to pat my back. And I understand that that's really, that's what we're geared towards is, is we'd rather hear the good thing rather than the hard thing. But, but you know, I'm thankful and, and you ought to be thankful for those who, if you have friends like that, if you have those that would be willing to tell you and give you the counsel that you need, but here's the thing, you're going to need to receive it. You can't, you can't excuse it away. Make it a pattern in your life to receive those things. But then notice what else happened, and we, we'll fill in the blanks now. Look at it, verse 11. So it came to pass that when the army of the Chaldeans was broken up from Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army, then Jeremiah went forth out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin to separate himself thence in the midst of the people. So he, he saw this as a, a little opening, a little window of time where he could escape the, the impending disaster that was about to happen 
And when he was at the gate, in the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the ward was there, whose name was Erijah and the son of Shalemiah, the son of Hananiah. And he took Jeremiah the prophet saying, thou fallest away to the Chaldeans. So they accused him. They said, are you a spy? Have you gone with the Chaldeans? It just seems like all you're saying is all about them. Are you pro-Babylon? And then notice, then said Jeremiah, it's false. Say, that's not, that's not what this is about. I fall not away to the Chaldeans, but he hearkened not to him. So Elijah took Jeremiah and brought him to the princes. Wherefore the princes were wroth with Jeremiah and smote him and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that the prison. What happened was they got offended at the council. So, so here's the thing. Here's what not to do with counsel. If you ask for counsel, here's what not to do. Then you become upset at the one that gave it. You know, you start to target the one that actually had your back. And sometimes counsel can be upsetting. But sometimes it's that counsel that's needful. You know, the Bible tells us that, that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. You know, we're stubborn about our own way. You know, when, when we've, sometimes we've made up our mind and we just go the arbitrary, the obligatory, oh, we better ask for counsel. And then we hear something that we, we didn't expect and we can get upset. Sometimes we get upset that the person, this is what happened here, they got upset and they started accusing Jeremiah of not having their best interest at heart. You know, we ought to value those who lovingly and with grace have enough courage to tell us at times what needs to be heard. And, and there's, there's that counsel that we ask, but then here's how not to do it. You, you get upset at the one that gave it. You know, sometimes we, we, we argue over silly things as, as married people. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can, we can ask for something thinking that we'll get affirmed in our... And then we say something that's opposite and suddenly there's a blow-up. You know, were you asking honestly or were you asking just to hear what you want to hear? And so asking for counsel and then being upset at the one that gave it. You know, sometimes counsel comes to wound, but it, that's where it's faithful. And we know the, the verse, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And sometimes the counsel will come in a wounding. And, and that's the time where you've got to have enough spiritual maturity to take it, to understand it, to evaluate, and then if needed, then apply. But, but we, ought to, we ought to be thankful for those who can just tell us the truth and wound us even if, it's, even if it hurts. And so they, they turned it around and they really went at Jeremiah. But then notice further. So he's in prison. He tells him again. Zedekiah comes and he says, do you have a word from the Lord for me? He says, I do. There is. Then, then he goes on and he tells him in verse 20, therefore here now I pray thee, O my Lord, the king. So no, notice the humility still of, of uh, Jeremiah. He's still pleading. He's not demanding. He's saying to him, let my supplication, I pray thee, 
Be accepted before thee that thou cause me not to return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. Then Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah into the court of the prison, that they should give him a daily piece of bread out of the Baker Street until all the bread in the city were, were spent. Thus Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. And now skip to the next chapter, look at verse 38, uh, chapter 38. Then Shephatiah, the, the son of Matan, the, uh, and Gedaliah, the son of Pasher, and Jukal, the son of Shelemiah, and Pasher, the son of Malchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken unto the old people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, He that remaineth in this city shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. But he that goeth forth to the Chaldeans shall live, for he shall have his life for a prey, and shall live. Thus saith the Lord, This city shall surely be given into the hand of the king of the Babylon's army, which shall take it. And notice what happens. Therefore the princes said unto the king, We beseech thee, let this man be put to death. For thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war, that remain in the city in the hands of all the people in speaking such words unto them. For this man seeketh not the welfare of this people, but the hurt. Notice the accusation. They're saying again, this man is, is damaging the morale of the people. Then Zedekiah the king said, Behold, he is in your hand. For the, for the king is not he that can do anything against you. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him in the dungeon of Malchiah the son of Hamalek that was in the court of the prison, they let down Jeremiah with cords, and in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. They put him down in a long well. They put him down in the muck and the mire. You know what they're doing? They were silencing him. And you know, the, the, the thing that we do, we have this cancel culture. When we don't want to hear something, we just... And we want to silence voices that actually God could be using to warn us. God could be using to counsel us through. And here's what not to do with counsel. If you ask for counsel and then silence the same counsel, that will help. You see, good counsel is worth sharing. But it isn't always popular. Good counsel then silenced, it just ends up being eventual disaster. And we won't take the time, but in Jeremiah, the very next verse, uh, the very next chapter, we see that the city is overtaken. We see that everything that Jeremiah was warning them about, and the lives were lost, and Jeremiah's warnings came true. You know, that's the whole reason Lamentations was written. <laughs> the, the lament of the weeping prophet was this, is because counsel wasn't followed. The warnings were there. And many times, having warned Judah, having, having counseled the king Zedekiah, you know, the, it, it, those lives, potentially, the loss of them and the disaster of all of that could have been avoided. But what we find is that simply Zedekiah didn't respond to the counsel that he received. And how many times, I'm thinking of my own life, there were decisions I could have done differently if I had just listened to counsel. And God, God enables us and builds into the, our, our lives ways of doing that. And part of that is, the, is just simply that, just the wise counsel of just godly people. That's why here tonight, just get around them. Listen. 
Seek God in his own counsel and, and follow it and, and be receptive and allow him to speak powerfully into your lives. All right, Brother Joel, thanks.